You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome back to the Munganass St. Louis Honda Sports on a Sunday morning. Munganass St. Louis Honda on South Limburg. On America's Sports Voice, KMOX. 11.31 is our time. We go back to the guest line and standing by as the president of baseball operations for the St. Louis Cardinals. He is John Mazalock. John, good morning. Good morning, Michael. Hey, John, uh, one of the things I wanted to ask you, uh, aside from the general manager's meeting and talking to agents and people who are looking for jobs, what else takes place at the general manager's meeting from an organizational standpoint? Yeah, so these are a lot more intimate than winter meetings, so you really don't have people running around looking for jobs and, and uh, throwing resumes around. What it really is is, is more of a, a small group discussion on, on you know, really the future of baseball, and it leads up to preparation for the owner meetings that happen uh, this week. So it's really more of just getting an understanding of, of where the game's going, what possible changes might be discussed, or, or at least debated. And it's it's fun because it's it's a different type of pressure versus at the winter meetings you find yourself you know behind closed doors trying to do whatever you can to to improve your club. Where these meetings too, you definitely touch base with agents, you definitely touch base with teams, but it doesn't have that same sort of uh, inertia or energy to um, move things along like you see at the winter meetings. With that said, and having a chance to have discussions with general managers, what seems to be the general consensus now as far as the future and, and what guys are starting to see uh, unfold? Uh, with regard to, like, player movement or... Or just the movement? direction of the game. So the game, I think the the topic there was, you know, not, not something new, but um, something that was visited as just understanding the, the pace of play, length of game, and, um, you know, they pointed out in the postseason those games, even with starting pitching going as deep as it did, were still well past the three-hour mark, uh, approaching four hours. And so, you know, when you commit yourself to watching a sporting event, is that a good thing or a bad thing? And so, you know, overall, I think baseball is going to continue to look at ways to um, find that sweet spot in, in length of game and pace of play. And that was a big topic as, as we were all gathered out there. I mentioned the general manager meetings. You, you talk about some of the things they do organization-wise, but there's also a little tire kicking with regard to finding out what teams may be interested in and, and what you may have to offer. Because I know in the past there have been a lot of deals that have started with discussions at the general manager meetings. Yep, that's true. And, uh, you know, so we did spend as much time as possible trying to connect with teams and uh, have as many face-to-faces with agents as we could. I thought we used our time well. Um, obviously, uh, it was more gathering than anything else, but that's what we used our time with. Nothing wrong with that. John Mazalak is our guest. We're talking a little baseball. What was the common inquiry you got from teams on your players and their availability? I'm sure everything starts with Dylan Carlson, but... Uh, I'm sure teams are starting to look at you a little bit and try and see who else they can try and pry away from you. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, probably like the overarching theme was definitely the outfield. Um, you know, clearly we have some depth there. And I think uh, a lot of people like our arms. So um, I'm not saying I want to part with any of that, but, you know, just it was sort of a definitely 
the feeling that we walked away from is, is people appreciate the pitching depth we have, but also um, um, what we have in the outfield. Free agency is underway. Handicap, if you will, the the pool of free agents and where you see the most talent. What at what position? Well, you know, you certainly have some elite pitching out there this year, which doesn't always happen because when you think about players that are entering their prime, a lot of times you have players that that will do those multi-year deals before they ever get to the free agency. Thus, when they're taking that next big bite at the apple, they might be in their uh, early to mid-30s. But you have a group of guys that have – gone year to year, and, and now they're t- testing free agency. And I think uh, a lot of teams are excited with uh, the potential of what that may look like. I think from an industry standpoint, you know, who, who who really knows what the pace will look like. But, you know, look, there's a lot of discussions going on out there, and I think everybody will find jobs, put it that way. <laughs> so- sooner or later, there will be gainful employment for just about everyone. Hey, Marcelo Zuna rejected the qualifying offer, and I don't think anybody was shocked by that. So where does that leave the Cardinals, and you and can you still continue to negotiate with them? Because I know when you hear rejection, people are like, oh, we're done with him. So how does that work for people who aren't familiar with the, that process? Uh, so all that really means is that he rejected a one-year offer from us. Um, but as far as still being able to talk to them, negotiate with them, um, everybody's still open for business. So, you know, I think time will tell on that. And, um, you know, we'll just sort of take it uh, each day at a time and, and see where it goes. But have a very good relationship with the agent and certainly uh, feel like if there's something that we need to do or act on, we'll be prepared to. How many players, if any, do you have that will be arbitration eligible this year? We have a light arm class this year. Um I think right now we have two guys eligible, uh, John Gant and Dominic Leon. So uh, usually first-time relievers that don't have a lot of saves sort of fall into a certain <laughs> class but um, or group. But, yeah, it's it's not something that will be overly distracting or difficult this offseason. What's next for the organization at this point as you're leading into the winter meetings and what do you think the heavy topic of discussion will be not only within your organization, but certainly around baseball, now that everybody's had a chance to absorb what was going on at the general manager meeting? Yeah, really hard for me to answer sort of the the high level, what other people are thinking or doing. But I would say for the Cardinals' perspective, it's, it's, you know, obviously focused on how we want to think about our off-season curriculum, which we're already unfolding and, and players are already begun working on what they need to do for next year. But then it's, it's, it's the simple arbitrage, if you will, and understanding, you know, are we able to take some depth that we have on our club and, and add something else that we might feel benefits us. So the internal exercise will be something that we're doing between now and winter meetings and, you know, depending on pace and, and availability, it might take us even into January, but time will tell. There's a lot of talk about technology and how it's being used, and I would think that some teams, and certainly Major League Baseball, they're going to have to address this at some point uh, because of how things are starting to unravel with Houston. Uh, I'm sure they weren't the only team, but I think that at some point maybe they're going to have to readdress how technology is going to be used with regard to how people watch the game and how teams watch the game. Yeah, clearly a a hot-button topic this past week. I mean, you couldn't have a conversation where that didn't come up, but to, to really get to the crux of it, I think, you know, major league baseball 
is going to have to come up with with some policies and regulations that that allow people to understand that there are rules and if they're broken there are problems so you know i think it's hard for me to comment currently on what's being discussed and, and all that but let's just say that that it's it's not a topic that's going away anytime soon manager of the year mike schilt that has a nice ring to it sure does and, and well-deserved. You know, I think it's a, it's a compliment to our organization. It's a compliment to our coaches, our players, but, of course, to him. And, you know, I think uh, the run we were on this year and, and what we were able to do and how we were able to do it, uh, I think, speaks volumes for us. So I think it was really a proud moment for everybody involved. But I got to tell you, for him, it's, it's got to be a, something that's just so special. And being one of the first people to ever win that, that never played in the game is, is something yeah. even more unique. There's so no it's, a, it's a great story and uh, um, one I think we all take a lot of pride in. And, and you know what, John, also it, it's a real tribute to his staff. I, I mean, you know those guys as well as anyone in the, in the work they put in and the preparation uh, that they put in before the game and certainly after the game is something that kind of goes overlooked. But if you're in the trenches and, and you are – you know what these guys are doing, and it just—I think it's a real tip of the cap to to those coaches as well as all the work that they put in. I would agree. I mean, I would echo that, and uh, you know, certainly someone wins the award, but it's really a, a collection of of people's efforts that allow us to be where we are. All right, hey John, as always, it's good to visit with you. I'm sure we'll cross paths between now and the winter meetings, and certainly at the winter meetings. And uh, we always thank you for your time, sir. Enjoy the rest of your day. All right. Thanks, Michael. All right. He's John Mazalak. I'm Mike Claiborne. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.